0: Welcome to an episode of the JetRails podcast. I'm Robert Rand, your host for the day. Uh, I have a couple of great guests uh, joining me to talk about the journey to entering the Magento marketplace. And so we're going to be looking at your uh, opportunity a- as a company that may have developed an extension or has an interest in developing an extension. Um, or, you know, you've had something built that maybe you, you didn't think about bringing forward for mass adoption, but that could really help others. Um, and what that process looks like. So I've got with me uh, both Brandon from the Clyde team and Dan from the Zoomulus team. Brandon, would you start us off with a quick intro?
1: Yeah, Uh, first of all, thank you so much for for having us here. Excited to be on the podcast. Uh, My name is Brandon. I'm one of the founders and the CEO of Clyde. Clyde connects businesses with insurance companies and enables uh, those businesses, those retailers, to be able to instantly launch uh, top-tier extended warranty programs with the best insurance companies in the world um, using the best technology uh, and the most successful uh, results from that program.
2: And Dan? Yes. So, right. So um, I'm Dan Kozlowski with Zoomulus, and we build extensions in the Magento marketplace, and we also are an agency who does full-stack um Magento Gento deployments, um, and other e-commerce products as well. And so that's who we are. Yeah, and, and
0: Dan, I know that you do some great work with some mutual clients with us here at, uh, at JetRails. So, um, you know, always great to collaborate with you. The, the team all say hi. <laughs> uh, <That's great. laughs> so um, wh- why don't we dive right in and, and talk a little bit about the particular... Um, opportunity that brought you folks together. And um, so, Brandon, I'll I'll pass it over to you. What got you interested in engaging with the Magento ecosystem over at Clyde?
1: Yeah, so for us, it was a no-brainer that we would be um, heading over to to Magento uh, after we launched on Shopify. Um, so we we launched the product initially on Shopify uh, because of uh, the, the the API over there, and wanted to very quickly launch on Magento specifically Magento two uh, because it was it's right in our target market. So it's the right types of businesses doing between two and one hundred fifty to two hundred million in revenue um, that understand technology um, potentially have integrated with something like a firm as well. Um, and a lot of those retailers are on Magento. So making it as easy
0: as possible for them to get up and running with Clyde, um, was, was imperative for us. That's interesting. And obviously, uh, you know, Magento one is coming toward its end of life. There's still a lot of adoption there, but, um, you know, we, we know that folks like yourselves that are innovating, they're going to Magento Two. Hopefully that means that as, as more of them make that leap from one to two, over the next uh, year or so that they have left before end of life of Magento One, um, that that gives more and more people that are, are looking at the options that they have, like you now Clyde, to add to their uh, their new M two stores. So I, I think
2: totally. the timing is pretty and, good.
1: Yeah, and and you know we've been fooling around with the idea of expanding it to Magento One, and and it it's something that is, is pretty easy to do. We're just waiting waiting for the right the right partner to do so. But focusing initially on on that M two ecosystem.
0: Yeah. And, you know, once the the decision was made to build a Magento 2 extension, what did that, what was the research process like? What what did it take to really, uh, you know, get this show on the road of getting into the Magento marketplace?
1: Yeah. So Magento is is just such a a beast that we really didn't know that much about. Um, We knew it was obviously in our target market. um, But but it's in a different language than what our, um, our API is built on. So, you know, it, it made sense for us to look for someone that was proficient um, on the platform that had experience building uh, extensions. So uh, that's actually how we ended up connecting with Dan and with Zoomulus. Um, we found Dan uh, as a, uh, an extension um, on the 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 marketplace with a, a warranty extension, and and we saw sort of like a natural t- transition from um, that to to uh, our platform. Okay. So that's how we that's how we we uh, we, we ended up researching it uh, kind of by accident, falling on on uh, in
0: with Dan by accident yeah so dan what's your experience been obviously so you had at least this one extension up in the marketplace um you know what did that extension do and and what you know what's it been like uh you know going from that into this more unique extension to connect over to the Clyde system
2: yeah it's been it's been great actually it was uh, we have a couple extensions in the marketplace um the process of getting them through the marketplace is a is you know pretty extensive. You have lots of testing and QA and all kinds of things you that Magento will do. Um, and I remember the email well from Brandon. It was it was kind of a, just like a perfect fit because we actually had a, a module that did the same thing. And this version of the module did it a lot all in Magento, right? So so the task was over the over the months of doing this was to sort of pull this out and put it into more of a SaaS platform, which is Clyde, which gives you that sort of ability to have that platform that really really drives it um, from their central like application. So, so the process was really sort of almost taking this, um, this extension and, and sort of turning it into a Clyde really specific extension. and it was uh, it was very very eye-opening. There's a lot of um, great things I think we did where we pulled more and more stuff out and put it um, inside of Clyde. So Clyde has control. Of this warranty process for their clients, so it's really, it's really been a, a very interesting experience. So. Yeah.
0: so, in essence, I know that there are some extensions that are really just connecting API to API. This particular extension, it, it's uh, it's interacting with the checkout where a shopper um, can add on a warranty or, or maybe the the product display page.
2: Both um, products categories. Um, So in the category display, when you add to cart, you'll get a modal or some sort of response or interaction to say, do you want to add a warranty to this? Um, You can modify it in the cart as well. Once it's added, you can remove it, add it back. Um, So it's a full interaction with all the touch points that you might um, encounter where where you want to upsell a warranty, if you will, um, inside of the checkout process and buying process. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think... I think Dan did a, a great job of seeing how what he had built was um, sort of the, the front end of this pretty massive software that we'd built at the back end um, to access all of our insurance partnerships um, and taking the power of like our matching tool that we had built um, and porting it really easily over to Magento, um, utilizing what he had initially built <laughs> as his extension.
0: That's really a match made in heaven. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That rarely happens, I I think, Uh, but, you know, tell me a little bit about what's actually interacting with Clyde's servers, because obviously, you know, adding an add-on product, a custom option or or product option in Magento isn't necessarily, you know, unheard of that there's off-the-shelf native features for some of that. What's pulling from Clyde's servers and what's, you know, what information is transmitting back to Clyde through this process?
1: Yeah, I mean, w- one of the biggest benefits of, of working with our platform is that we've already gone out and built partnerships with top-tier insurance companies, onboarded their, their individual contracts, their products, their pricing. Um, so when uh, you install our extension, we receive all the information about your products and your catalog so that we can make intelligent decisions about connecting your products to contracts that are within our platform. Um, and we give you access to our dashboard to be able to manage your margin to be able to manage um, your individual products, how your call to action looks, um, everything that you potentially that you that you possibly need to to actually use to manage your warranty program. And when we say warranty, we mean extended warranty and also accident coverage for all sorts of different products. Um, so so uh, it's it's really a full stack solution for um, front of, you know, front of the house UX UI um, and also back of the house sales, uh, product catalogs,
0: matching to contracts, everything like that. And I imagine that um, if you work with multiple different carriers of warranties and insurance policies, uh, there's some choice there in um, in which company a merchant is is going to be leveraging, uh, in essence, who's underwriting, so to speak. Ooh. Uh do, do you, does your team play a role or does your system play a role in helping to match the user with a company or do they have to go out and figure out some of that themselves? So the user doesn't need to do anything. Um, they install our extension and they can be up and running by the end of the day with
1: this top tier insurance company or companies. Clyde and our team handle all of the um, interaction between a business and an insurance company. So uh, depending on the, the size of a store or what it is that they're selling, uh, it could be a, an extraordinarily easy launch where we get you up and running with the best pricing and the best uh, customer service um, available in the industry. Or it might be a longer process where we do custom pricing, um, get have you introduced to the actual insurance company or administrator to develop a relationship with them. Um, it really depends on the situation that, that we're, we're working in.
0: Yeah, and I know that I, I think of these kinds of warranties and things when I think of uh, products like electronics um, and appliances, do you well, you know a couple of questions around that. I mean, f- firstly, do you see a lot of adoption opportunities in in other industries like it, you know if someone's selling furniture, do you have solutions to? yeah,
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we can cover o- almost anything that's uh, not a consumable. We focus right now on jewelry, furniture, appliances, and electronics. Um, but you know, we we get all sorts of businesses reaching out to us with with crazy ideas. Um, and generally, because we have this portfolio of insurance companies, uh, we can find the right insurer to work with your business, and we can facilitate that entire relationship. So there's nothing. There's no additional work that that business needs
0: to do except install our extension and um in terms of the prices of what these warranties cost, obviously there's a price from the the carrier. Does the merchant get to mark it up as they see fit um, i I know that for some businesses like electronics where there's slim margins they're known to make their money on things like the uh the accessories the cables the
1: the warranties yeah, so we so every one of our merchants um, makes a pretty significant revenue from Clyde. Ah uh, so when we when you do an install with us and we match your products to contracts, we return what we call a wholesale cost back to you that would be the premium That business can add markup to that that markup is um, entirely theirs to keep. They can control it within Clyde's dashboard or they can actually enable our data science team to control it where we tweak the price to to increase conversion um, and uh, so so it's a it's a free pro it's a free platform for our partners to use uh, with uh, and it's a net positive financial
0: experience from day one very interesting and and Dan you know in this case so this is connecting to Clyde's apis what which uh, magento API were you leveraging um, with this particular build
2: um from an API perspective, we don't interact with the Magento API too much. We, we do inside of the module, um, pull the product catalog and, and push that over into Clyde so they can match and they can analyze and do all that magic they do in their platform. So so that's part of the installation process. Their catalog will get synced over and then, then that will determine um, which ones are going to get matched with the contracts, which ones are going to have the upsell. So the So the other part of it, and then we interact with Clyde's API. So Clyde has a widget API that works through JavaScript. So on the product pages themselves, we're going right back into Clyde and asking if those things are matched. And if they're matched, then we we would display the ability to either select a warranty or an upsell, but through a CTA, as Clyde likes to call it, the call to action. So they would have a modal that would say, which one you want to, you know, select, and then once that's done, it kind of goes back into the Magento way where it's tracking that that warranty SKU with that product and matches it up in the cart, so you can just um, have multiple products um, with different warranties and, and it doesn't get confusing. Um, some cart scenarios would have warranties as separate items, and you didn't know which product it wanted, We nestled that together, so it's it's clear to the consumer. So. And um,
0: would you say that the submission process was pretty fluid between your two teams, maybe working together around the business and marketing information that needed to be submitted along with the the actual code and the code review process?
2: Yeah, I think it was really fluid. I mean, we were were right on top of it. We were able to... um, Magento actually made a modification. They used to do it all linearly. So now, now they were actually able. Right as we were doing this, they changed it so you can do it sort of in parallel. So the the marketing material could be prepared and, and all uploaded into Magento as we were doing the the tech submission. So it was like there were two, two kind of separate tracks that they were able to uh, come together. I think right at the end there. So. Yeah,
0: and I know uh, Magento two point one just yeah, went it was a pretty smooth experience for us. Yeah, uh, and and so around the Magento versions, um, two point one just went end of life for your new extension. Do you know is it um, it's approved for probably two point two and two point three, maybe backwards compatible?
2: Yep, two two and two three. Um, two one they they actually removed all the support for in the store, so there's no none, none that can claim it. Not even, uh, yeah, <laughs> can't even claim we it. Probably we probably actually work with it, but you know, it's. Uh, I can't even claim it right now. So yeah, PHP
0: versions and other issues where they need to push users to upgrade. So uh, all the reasonable stuff
2: for keeping the, the it's probably a, probably a four year old uh, version. So
0: yeah, they put out a new version pretty much every year since 2015. So that's two one would, would have been I, I believe somewhere in late 2016 maybe. Yeah, uh, so
2: Somewhere around there four, top of my head. three three yeah
0: yeah. Um, at, I'll ask both of you. Did you see, either of you see any room for improvement in the process? It sounds like Magento themselves have had some improvement by moving from a linear process to you know, to being able to, to work on, on multiple uh, parts of the submission requirements at once. Um, anything that you ran into, either time frames for responses or uh, support or any, anything through there where you think that, um, you know, that they could continue to iterate um, their own processes?
2: Um, this particular one wasn't too bad. I've had other extensions go through or um, I've had some issues. But This one, this this particular submission process was relatively smooth. Um, there's a few automated tests that go in that technically, um, which is helpful for us because some of those are expensive tests or hard tests for us to set up. For example, a varnish caching and all that. So it goes through and they do some automated testing. We actually had a failure on it. We we're able to you know, pull it back, figure out what's going on and, and made a fix. Um, and those types of systems, um, we have the Magento Cloud system that they give us for testing, which doesn't have varnish on it. So, so we are testing against a non-varnish system. So, um, so that you know, those, those processes were helpful in this case instead of really a hindrance. Um, there, in the past, there's been a few issues where sometimes where you get something that's just, you know, you can't reproduce. They're saying there's a problem, but you're not able to reproduce it. And that for any developer anywhere that's one of the most frustrating things is like what well, I don't know what actually the problem is needle in a <laughs> haystack yeah. <laughs> so you have to you have to pontificate a little bit about what it could be. And in the past, I've had those problems where it's like you can't get to a common system or someplace where you can actually see it. Um, so that that was the uh, that's a little bit of the you know kind of the buzz around. The Magento Marketplace is those kinds of situations where you, where you get that kind of a situation. So. Yeah.
0: I mean, well, they went from the wild west of Magento Connect where anybody could list pretty much anything, good, bad, or otherwise. And uh, it, it had to be around the launch of Magento 2, somewhere around 2015, 2016, that they uh, they were releasing the Marketplace. And just having code review and having you know standardization of some best practice has been huge, I think, for the community. Um, And the trust factor for the the end user, for the merchants that are buying these extensions. So it sounds like they're they're getting there (laughs) a little by little. I mean, they've had different rollouts themselves that they've had to uh, had to allow for. But that's all uh, that's that's all pretty positive stuff.
2: I'm I'm still surprised around my customer base, though, like and people that I've been engaged with to help out their problems with their stores and all that. How many people are sourcing um, extensions from just everywhere? So a lot of them don't aren't going through the marketplace, so um the quality control on it is kind of like like you said, the wild West and that still exists out there. I think part of the goal of the central marketplace was to to have this sort of central q a and this sort of like you know familiarity with like all the stuff that's been gone through a certain process and and quality control um but there's still people just buying them anywhere and everywhere. And there's, there's all these places that, you know, you can just download them from their, their, uh, their stores, as opposed to the, the marketplace. So. Yeah,
0: I guess it's a 50 50. Cause I think that for paid extensions in the marketplace that Magento's taking their, their cut, as you'd imagine, they operate a marketplace. Right. Um, so that, that means that the extension developers can offer discounts and, and sales and other things directly on their sites that compete with buying it from the marketplace. And, you know, I I think one of the biggest challenges that I've seen is sometimes not enough reviews in the marketplace that you know, that these extensions have been used by large numbers of, uh, of store owners, but it's very hard to tell from, from the the reviews or lack thereof, Uh, you know, as a, as someone that's searching for the best option um, it, it makes it difficult. So I think that is a challenge for Magento to, to try to sort out how do they make their their marketplace even more uh you know even more ingrained with the the shoppers the uh you know the store owners that are shopping for extensions um you know it's a good research platform but how do you get them to buy there and i'm sure that that's something that that must be talked about somewhere in in the halls of adobe (laughs) Uh,
2: right
0: anywhere there's money
2: the whole composer install process too so i mean if you're if you're you know any familiar at all with like running a Magento store and managing code? One of the you know the things that's nice is the Composer process where you can actually just upgrade from the command line, and that's sort of built in the Magento Marketplace store. And one of these things are sourced out elsewhere. They all have different Composer registrations, or they don't use Composer. It's a download a zip. So even from an update perspective, you can you know. In theory, if everything was friendly with Composer and the Magento marketplace, you could just run a few commands and and your store updates and all the codes update. You don't have to go log into ten places and find all this code. So, yeah, that's a probably a whole nother subject for yeah, it,
0: uh, absolutely, podcasts, and one that I'm sure, uh, well, I know is talked about often in uh, in the community around Magento. Um, okay. Always room for improvement. Uh, I would, uh, you know, let me ask, uh, Brandon, so yeah. you've been making this leap. Um, obviously you've had time during the planning and submission process, uh, to think about how to best work within the Magento community. What have you done, um, to engage with that community? Uh, you know, ha- has building the extension pushed you to interact more w- with others in the Magento ecosystem?
1: yeah definitely um so so we attended Magento imagine um, this year, which was our first uh, experience in the magento community and I think that was that was a really good way to um, meet people and uh hear a little bit about what it is that you guys are talking about right now um so so that was a really good experience for us. Uh, and in building the extension, we've also had various conversations with all different kinds of retailers that that um, are looking to uh, a solution like like Clyde. Um, so, you know, I think that I think that I I really look forward to digging in further with the Magento community, especially as we are troubleshooting different things that end up inevitably coming up with with uh, the the actual integration. Um, but can already tell there's there's a
0: really good. Um, backbone to it um, just from, from attending uh, Imagine. Yeah. And so, you know, you've been chatting with merchants in the ecosystem. Uh, would you say, obviously, there's a revenue stream here, and I think that the ease of, of installation from what you've described, the, the ease of getting up and running within, you know, I mean, at least of the platform itself within a day, you know, uh, having a prefab extension that, that people can install and, and work with uh, that, that should, you know, speed time to market, of course what are some of the other benefits? So obviously everyone loves to increase their average order value, increase their revenue. um, But would you say that, um, that there are fringe benefits to having these types of of add-ons?
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, Clyde is, is a microservice very similar to a firm, I would say. Um, And what you do by using, Uh, our service is is take this pretty massive operational um, project that you would have to uh, build on your own, which is obviously a revenue driver, and offload it to a company that is solely focused on making it the best experience in the industry. Um, So so there's huge benefits with doing that. You mentioned the financial one and that's sort of an obvious thing, but the thing that we actually talk most about more than we talk about uh, the financial benefits is uh, loyalty. So we found that Clyde does a really awesome job as a value prop to end customers uh, to increasing lifetime value of that customer. So again, that's lifetime value financially. So when the product breaks, we make sure that they purchase the product again from that business. So what we're doing there is making sure that they're continuing to use that brand, which is obviously good in terms of loyalty and lifetime value, but also giving that brand or that retailer another sale um, at MSRP. So uh, it's it's things at play here that, um, that make it a good opportunity for a retailer, not just financial.
0: And, you know, I, And that's interesting. I wasn't even really thinking along those lines as much, but I I like that train of thought. Um, In terms of conversion rate optimization, it's something that at JetRails we look at a lot because we're always looking at loading speed optimization, you know, faster the site's running, better the conversion rates, generally speaking. Uh, So it's it's something that on the hosting layer that we look at a a lot. But would you say perhaps, have you seen any data that suggests that by differentiating, because um, I know that you know, for years and years, it's uh, it stood out that when you're different than your competitor, you offer different solutions, better solutions, any content, uh, different things that it can uh, affect the conversion rate. Um, have you seen yeah, any yeah. You suggest that adding a, a warranty can do that in some industries? Absolutely. I mean, a lot of the businesses that we talk to
1: also sell on Amazon, um, and Amazon is doing that on all of their products. Um, so it's a really great opportunity for a business to uh, make the case for their customer to buy directly from them. Um, so we actually see um, uh, some of our customers are concerned about seeing a decrease in, in conversion uh, because you might be potentially adding another step to the process. We either see no effect at all or an increase in conversion because there's an increase in um
2: in confidence interesting yeah yeah i think for especially the smaller you know sort of businesses out there it gives them um, a way to look and feel like like amazon i mean if amazon's doing it they're doing it it gives them a little more trust factor i think just because people are familiar with the big brand name like amazon right so Well, and and that's
0: the name of the game these days because, and we've talked about it a bunch of times on the podcast now, uh, you know, that with Amazon, uh, they're your frenemy, that uh, they own the customer, um, they're taking a a cut, um, you know, not to say that they don't earn something as the marketplace, that they don't bring something to the table, but you've got a lot of risk there in terms of your brand and, and your customer relationships uh, things can disappear really quickly there, so uh you know any anytime that you can make the case that people should and could equally be buying directly from you uh you know where they're gonna get the same or better from you directly that's in my opinion, always a smart move for a merchant
1: um, you know I would say like ninety percent of the merchants that we talk to they're actively trying to take business more onto their. Own site than than off and and off Amazon and use Clyde as as a as one of the ways to do that. Yeah.
0: And you know, I've never run into another product that directly competes with Clyde, which is rare because there are a lot of categories of SaaS solutions and what have you that integrate with uh, with e-commerce platforms, whether Magento, Shopify, Big Commerce, WooCommerce, you know, you name it. Uh, have you you know Have you stumbled into a new niche, or are are you sort of you know disrupting others that were already there?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you think about the industry as a whole, like the largest companies in the world are doing what Clyde enables, and they're doing it because they have access to these insurance companies, and they're doing it because it makes them millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, it makes Best Buy their warranty program more than half of their annual profit. So. Uh, You haven't seen another company like Clyde before, which is true, we're we're operating in a very white space, but we partner with these massive insurance companies that are operating with the top three retailers in the world. So we take that same type of access and make it possible for any business um, and are working our way up uh, because of how awesome our technology is to those larger enterprises as well.
0: You know, and that that makes sense. Basically, you're taking something that was available to some enterprises that could invest into the technology, and you're making it available to the mass market of e-commerce sellers. So uh, that that certainly makes an impact for those sellers. Is there sort of a smallest size business that you think you you target well? Is there any kind of a risk of signing on with Clyde, especially when you talk Shopify? I know often there there can be some. You know, some true, you know, mom and pop starting up from their coffee table or their garage. Yeah. Uh, how do you... We love
1: it. Up? I mean, we, we don't have a problem with that. The way that we view it is very similar to how Stripe views those companies, which is that, you know, a mom and pop, uh, Amazon started in a in a garage uh, and and it's our goal to be uh, uh, alongside those brands from day one, which is why we've made Clyde um, open to... to, to to be installed on Shopify and Magento um, and on the various e-commerce platforms that we're expanding to, in addition to our, our API and SDK. So um, there is no, uh, relaunch with pre-revenue businesses sometimes. Um, it's not our focus of our sales team or of our engineering team, but we've built the platform purposefully to be open to any and all types of
0: business. It's very cool. I, I know that you're still early into the Magento community. So hopefully we'll have you back and sort of get to do the, the case study of, you know, how year one in the, in the marketplace went for you and, you know, perhaps, you know, look at some of the partnerships and other relationships that you foster in the community. Uh, you know, it's great for us to be able to, to get to know you from the ground here <laughs> and, uh, and to be here for that journey. Um, do you have uh, any other thoughts that you'd add? before we wrap for today? Uh, just that uh, I,
1: I, I look forward to um, uh, connecting further with the Magento community. Um, I think that we have a very transparent team um, and uh, are more than happy to take people through um, a demo of our product. I know that it, it is a, uh, a big decision to make, um, just like how integrating a firm or something like that might be a big decision. Um, and we're here to, to, to be helpful um, as much as possible
0: and thank you to, to you Robert for for hosting us absolutely and and Dan any final thoughts for us today
2: um, just to thank you for hosting us today and uh, also I'm very excited to see what's in store for Clyde because I think this is a, an actually very great niche for for not only the magenta community but the e-commerce community as a larger whole um, to really have a platform like this to give them the power to do things like the big guys do. And I think, uh, even if you're big, you still need to be able to do something like this too. So it's anywhere in that continuum. I think it's great. And I think it's, uh, really exciting to be part of this. Absolutely. Well,
0: gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for the day for our listeners. Uh, please be sure to subscribe to the JetRails podcast so that you're notified of new episodes as they're released. You can follow us on Twitter at JetRails. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're absolutely on LinkedIn and, and very active there. Uh, and we love to hear from you. You can always visit our site, reach out to us. Any questions, thoughts on topics, uh, You know, we, we love to hear from our clients and uh, our followers and fans. So be in touch, and uh, we'll have a new episode for you soon. Happy selling.